Ladies and gentlemen, you are now about to witness the journey that is the Life Choices Podcast. Yeah! Welcome back, everybody, to the Life Choices Podcast, where we discuss mindset, success, the good, and the tough aspects of going after your passions. I'm very happy to introduce our guest today on the episode, Morgan Vitaliano. Vitaliano. Mm-hmm. All right. That's awesome. I, l- I liked how you told me earlier how to actually say that. Can you give us an example again when you tell someone how to say your last name? Yeah. So it's spelled V Italian O. So Vitaliano. It's so smooth. So easy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we have uh, met through social media, actually. Um, I reached out to you after watching, I think, some of your reels on Instagram and we met up and had a couple of chats, kind of got familiar with like, you know, what we're doing here on the Life Choices podcast. I found out a lot about you, which I'm super excited to share with our listeners out here. And we're just going to dive right into it, uh, being that we discussed mindset. Could you uh, give us a little background on kind of your journey from maybe when you were a little younger to where you are now, and then maybe touch a little bit on how your mindset as a young person has, has switched to where you are now? Okay. All right, I'll try to make it nice and brief. And like, all right, so basically, when I was younger, my entire family, my parents, my brothers, they all played sports. I never played sports. All I cared about was boys. So, like, I had boyfriends my whole life, and that's like all I cared about was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And that's literally all I cared about. So, eventually, like, I got broken up with when I graduated. <laughs> I still wanted to see him. So, I would just go to LA Fitness and go to the gym and, like, I was like, well, I'm at a gym, so I might as well just start working out. But I had no athletic background, like no interest in working out. But it felt good to do cardio for whatever reason. So I started just going and doing cardio over and over again. And eventually I was like, whoa, I'm kind of shredded now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I kind of got obsessed with the gym. So that was like 2012. And then 2016, I had my first bodybuilding competition. And the thing is, I knew that everybody had coaches. I knew that everybody was like really athletic and shredded going into it. But me personally, I couldn't afford any of that. But I still wanted to compete because it's like I still want to go on stage in a bikini and show off my body. Like, that's cool. So um, I competed in 2016, 17, 18, 20 without a coach. Damn. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, there's some uh, confidence building right there. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I guess so. It must be. I mean, um, not many people would take the dive to step that far out of their comfort zone and start competing with other people that have coaches for something as difficult, which it is, for bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thanks. I don't know, I guess I just don't give myself credit for it, but I'm just, I don't know. I kind of always felt like I just looked good, so I was like, I can do this. <laughs> like, All I'm right. built for it, I guess. Yeah. In my head, I looked good. But, um, yeah, so eventually, 2021, I had this boyfriend who I was with forever, but... I just wanted to make a lot more money and he didn't really care. So we kind of broke things off. I started my OnlyFans and then that gave me the money to afford a coach. So I got a coach last year and I won my first show. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, So we're still working together and um, I'm bulking right now. I've been bulking since last October, which was when my last show was. And in a month and four days we're gonna start cutting so i'm super excited nice okay and that's the process for the bodybuilding is that you have to bulk up first and then shred to get what the definition the muscle tone yes okay interesting so not everybody does that especially not in bikini because bikini is like the least amount of muscle required to be a bodybuilder but 
for me, I really wanted to like put on shoulders and like really get a good foundation of muscle. And um, yeah, so that's what we spent this entire year doing. So I'm ready to cut down. I mean, phenomenal. So you went out uh, and competed like four or five years in a row? Not in a row. Well, it was in a row of 16, 17, 18, but then I stopped in 19. And I don't even remember if I competed in 2020 or 2021. Okay. But three years in a row and then yeah. another random one. Okay. And I have to imagine this is like um, to get ready for such such a competition. There's a long period of, of training beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a little bit of downtime before you have to get right back into it. Like when you do the consecutive years. Well, for me, it's like, why would I want that? That's like being in the gym is what I love. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm in the gym five to six days a week when I'm in port. Because what I do for a living right now is obviously like takes me out of the country, like could take me out for like a month, a week, seven weeks, whatever it is. So when I'm out, I don't actually get to go in because I'm doing like 18 hour days on my feet in a galley cooking food. So all I can do is do push ups and sit ups on on the galley floor. Laziness, excuses. No, no, but at least I'm doing something, right? I'm doing something. And and the crew think I'm a bit weird sometimes because they see me doing push ups and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I have nothing else because I'm stuck in this room for 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't not do it because when I do step away from the gym, I notice like obviously when I get back in there, I have like two or three weeks where I have to slowly build back up to where I was pushing weight mm-hmm. without trying to injure myself, which then like all of a sudden then I get back up to that weight and then all of a sudden I might get a call and say, hey, do you, do you have time to do a charter? We're going to leave like two days and we're going to be gone for like three weeks. And I'm like, fuck. But the gym is amazing for me. It's an outlet to, to get rid of a lot of stuff and to deal with a lot of stuff. Is that part and parcel? Why at all? Like, do you go to the gym to blow off steam or is it just strictly you love it and it's for, for work? I mean, for me, I kind of find any reason to do it. So it's okay. like, I mean, I go in general just because I love it. But then on the days when I'm not feeling like I love it, I go because it's like, okay, well, you're a bodybuilder. Like, this is what you do. You got to go. And then that's pretty much it. Either I'm going because I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I'm feeling it. I can't wait to go. Or I'm like, this is you. This is what you do. If not this, then what? Okay. I like that. A little self-awareness. That's important. So you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned the OnlyFans thing. We'll get into that a little later on in the top in the, in the show. But what I liked about what you said was you were doing something that you had a passion for, which is the bodybuilding when you were doing it on your own, no, no coach, but you realized that to get better, you needed a team you know, help to get there, which makes sense. Uh, and then you decide to have a side hustle. Not a lot of people I'd have to imagine would think, Oh, I'll do only and I'll make money to support my other job. What, what gave you that drive? Um, and I'm not, I'm not worried about the fact that, you know, you went and did only fans. It's awesome. It's amazing that you do that. I'm sure you're very uh, successful at that as well. I'm more interested in like, what was the, what was the drive? What was the mindset behind going and getting a side hustle? Well, so I was a server. I was a waitress for 10 years. Oh, time out at Twin Peaks. Not 10 years at Twin Peaks, but yeah, okay. two years at, two, at Twin Peaks. I remember that, actually. I'm not going to lie. I do remember um, there was a girl, I'm not going to remember her name, that me and my friends became friends with, acquaintance with, I should say, because it's not like we hung out outside of Twin Peaks, but she always took care of us. I think she might have got married recently. She's blonde. Is she Ashley Whedon? Yes. There Everybody you go. loves her. Yeah, well, she... Her personality is fucking amazing. She's super sweet. Shout, shout out Ashley if you ever uh, come by and watch this show. Um, yeah, we, we met her going there. And uh, obviously, and correct me if I'm wrong, you used to have like really long hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, I definitely remember you working there. Uh, great place. You know, food, meh, but great place. <laughs> I like the food. I got really? fat off the food, yeah. What, what, what was your favorite dish there? I mean, when I was there, I was vegan. Okay. Which is weird because all the taxes yeah. are me, I know. But like <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm vegan for the animals. Anyway. Yeah. Um, my favorite meal there, it was like, it was a freaking, um, burger. It was a fake burger. Okay. The beyond burger or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. We always seem to get that chicken fried steak like every time. That seems very Denny's. Like yeah, I feel and, like Denny's would be very it unhealthy and very unhealthy. Yeah, but it, no, they was smashed it, it. Yeah, they smashed it. Yeah. I didn't even remember we had chicken fried steak. Yeah, that was pretty much the go-to for like myself and uh, my buddy TJ. Right. And anyway, we're getting off topic there. So the mo- <laughs> the motivation, the drive behind getting the side hustle. So you were serving. I was serving forever, and um, you know, eventually I stopped serving because I felt like okay, like I'm meant for more. So I wanted to be a trainer, right? So when I was a trainer, I just. I love the feeling of helping people and like getting people into working out and excited about it and getting people to do things that they didn't think that they could do. However, I had three jobs. I was working at Fit Body Bootcamp. I was working at um, Lifetime Fitness. And then I was also working at a country club. And I was basically being spread super thin and making like no money. And I'm just like, dude, I was making so much more money serving. But like, I can't because I feel like you can't go back. You got to like okay. evolve and move on to the next thing. I mean, I love that progress in life. Why, why not, right? Yeah, I was like, if I don't stop serving now, when? Hey, I, I have friends, some some acquaintances and closer people that have uh, uh, basically their whole life still in it. Uh, they are uh, above the age of, let's say, 40. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. You're making money. You're paying your bills. Awesome. Good for you. But, yeah, don't you want more out of life? You know, and I'm not afraid to say that to my friends out there is because that's what I'm doing here. Like you should want more out of life. You shouldn't become complacent in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that you knew that you wanted more now and didn't want to wait until later to go after it. But you clearly have not had an issue with side hustling then if you had that many jobs. Yeah. I mean, I like to work. I like to have money to do the things that I want to do. And I can't like you can't ask people for it. Or yeah, I guess you can, but like not me. <laughs> <laughs> so I like being able to support myself and be financially independent but i wasn't able to working three jobs so strange right yeah it's ironic but that's when i was like you know what i don't care what anybody thinks i know that this is probably a fast way to make the money that i need so let me just try it out and it ended up working so right okay this can support my dream (laughs) so let's touch a a bit i don't want to say on the negative but on the on the stuff that you now realize uh maybe you shouldn't put a much as much effort into where you had mentioned that like most of your younger life you were always boy 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 you always wanted like the relationship and everything about you was about them obviously is what i'm gathering from that that topic Mm -hmm. so what was what was what was one of or a couple of the situations that made you as an individual realize for you that you needed to stop that aspect and go after what is going to make you happy? Um. Well, so I guess without making it like too sad or whatever, like I didn't have a great relationship with my parents. So I just like really wanted to feel loved. And I really wanted like, like I felt like that would make me feel complete, right? Like to have mm-hmm. a partner who loves me, then it's like, yay, somebody loves me. I'm not an awful person. But it's like, because of that, I ended up, my only purpose in life was to be a perfect girlfriend for whoever it was at the time. Right. To the point where it's like, I'm putting anything I want to do on the back burner because it's like, Oh, what will he think? What will I do if I don't have a man? And it just got to the point where I'm like, okay, who am I besides Mm. this one's girlfriend? Like, who am I really? And yeah, it would just make me, deal with things that i wouldn't deal with i would go to events that like i wouldn't want to go to i'm like why am i here because he's here like why am i hanging out with these people because he's here like i don't have i don't actually have to do any of these things 
You're going to do a goddamn thing you don't want to do unless it makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Yeah. And I'm just like, why am I putting so much emphasis into like being the perfect girl for him when it's like, what's he doing for me? Just enjoying the fact that I'm dumb enough to go along with whatever he wants. We tend to put the other person in our life on a pedestal and forget that we are just as important as them. Yeah. That's that's me in my life. I can I can parallel my life to that. I was dating a girl for three years. It was an unhealthy relationship. Um, straight up, honestly, I was... I was I want to say verbally abused on a regular basis, but mm -hmm. I still like would show up to everything and go to all the events that she wanted to go to. And half the time I'd be out past the time that I even fucking wanted to, but she never understood that. I just wanted to be with her. So I was staying out till two or three in the morning when I rather have been at home at 11, just chilling. Mm -hmm. But we do those things until we realize what's more important, which is how we feel about the situation exactly like at some point you realize like okay i only have so much life and these are my years that i'm spending like making somebody else happy like what about me like nobody's gonna make me happy if i don't i couldn't agree with you more with that point that's like nail hammer boom if you don't make yourself happy first there's more likely not that the person next to you is not gonna not gonna try mm. you know because you're you that energy kind of comes off of you um i understand the aspect of wanting to be loved or wanting to be something um my father and i spitting image of him same person personality all that sort of stuff um but growing up we we butted heads uh we didn't get along at all while i lived in the house with him mm. and as i've gotten older i've realized that a lot of the reason why i've done stuff that wasn't maybe the healthiest for me was because always chasing that approval from him now i know for a fact my dad, you know, when he was alive, was very proud of me. You know, I, I did accomplish quite a lot of things that he was very happy about. But as, as an individual, when you're younger, you put a lot of that weight on your shoulder and you don't really let go of it for a while. Like a little bit can still be there until you're willing to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with, with this inside here. And, and that's why I think I allowed myself to be in relationships that were unhealthy because I was going after some kind of approval from that person. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's like, why, like, why does this person determine whether or not you're lovable? Like, why does this person's opinion have an effect on your value and mm -hmm. your self-esteem? Like, that's, I mean, I guess that's why just, you need approval. That's a goal. That's a purpose. Mm -hmm. But until you find the self-love within yourself. Yeah. Okay. Once you have that, I have to imagine now, you know, if a guy comes along, great, awesome, whatever, but he's got to have some kind of like fucking qualities yeah like he's got to like knock it out of the park before you even bother like nah sorry i'm busy doing me i got this going on and this going on i got so many jobs i got so many things that i'm doing about you know and you love going to edm festivals yes. yeah i mean i know that for sure because you like love dressing up for these things i do yeah. so what got you into in, into that because that's a very outgoing uh high energy situation that mm -hmm. i think a lot of people really do enjoy the music is amazing but um you really go out you really get it done when you go to these things because it's so much fun like okay so my first festival i went with my ex-boyfriend and i had no idea what to expect like i literally wore leggings like this because yeah. even though they were like yeah wear whatever you want it's a festival i was very i was like i don't want to wear the wrong thing yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i wore like gym gym leggings and a shirt that i actually had my friend like tear in half because i was like yo all the other girls are slutty i'm not slutty <laughs> help me <laughs> it was his birthday so i'm like Rupert. oh there it is <laughs> And then we dated for four years. Mm. <laughs> so anyway. he, he did good by going to the EDM uh, yeah. festival. Yeah, it was so much fun because it's like, okay, so you go and there's this music and the music is so 
I guess either you love it or you hate it because there's no lyrics. It's all music. So like some of my friends absolutely hate it. They're like, I would never listen to this. But for me, it's like it's it's fun. And then it's very nostalgic because a lot of times they'll add like video game sounds or clips from old mm -hmm. viral videos and stuff like that. It's like just very silly. Yeah. And then the people who go like the real festival people are just so like kind and loving and accept accepting. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> they're accepting. They run up to you. They're like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. You're so fucking cool. I'm like, you're cool. And it's just <laughs> Big love everywhere, right? Yeah. And if you ever see I go with these candy bracelets, which are like homemade bracelets that you can um, write things on with beads. And so you, you exchange them and okay. it's just like a really cool environment where like it's okay to just be friendly and weird and like love each other and just act like humans. And just be yourself. Mm -hmm. The most accepting platform possible probably for you. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, the first time I went, everybody's like, oh, you're in great shape. And I'm like, you know, looking at everybody's outfits and yeah. they're all like detailed and stuff like that. So I was like, this looks fun. Like Game on. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to destroy it next time I go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not doing shows all year. Like, for example, I'm not even going to cut down to compete until six weeks from now. But in like four weeks, I have yeah. two festivals to go to. Nice. So it's another reason to stay in shape. I mean, why not? Right. Mm -hmm. That's phenomenal. And and I had a question. Like, I've only gone to a couple of festivals. Um, I used to go to like uh, we had a, we had one after hours club uh, in Ottawa, Ontario that I used to go to called Atomic. I doubt it's even open anymore. But that's where we went to exactly what you're saying just be yourself just dance just have fun love the music um is there like maybe like a within the community like a like a name for like the true festival people like wooks wooks yeah okay w i would say wooks w-o-k-s w-o-o-k-s yeah okay i was one letter off wooks okay that's interesting okay can you like elaborate on okay yeah first of all so i don't speak for the entire edm community okay, for sure fair enough but I went to Okeechobee Fest, which is a four-day camping festival by myself in the beginning of March. <laughs> the the least, I want to say you're like the least self-worried, individual, confident, amazing person. Like, uh, I, I couldn't imagine most people being able to go to a four-day festival by themselves. I just wanted to go. It's yeah. just everybody's like, it's such a great festival. And um, I figured, I'm like, okay, I'm going to probably know some people there. If not, I'll make friends. But I figured it'd be like a very, I, I figured the vibes would be good. And they were. The vibes were immaculate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get there and, oh, my God, I've never been camping before, right? So, okay. and I didn't decide to go until the last minute. So literally like the night before at like 8 p.m., I'm like in Walmart and uh, Dick's Sporting Goods just trying to find a tent and like gather all these things from like watching festival videos. Like, what am I going to need? And so long story short, I, I got an eight-person tent. Okay. For Smart me. Smart move. Yeah. Smart right? move. Why not? Stretch out. Exactly. Yeah. So I got an eight person tent. I brought like my real memory foam mattress from my guest bedroom. <laughs> I didn't want to figure out how to like work an air mattress. Right. I get it. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had neighbors on both sides. They were both couples and they were like just the sweetest people ever. They helped me set up my tent and then we all ended up like vibing in like my nice. area because it was between the two. Right. And it was fun. Like we... I don't know. We all got ready together. We made bracelets together yeah. and then we went and enjoyed the festivals individually, but then came back and were together. It was nice. That's awesome. An experience you'll never forget. Yes. So I'm so glad I went. Yeah. Music. Life, life is nothing without music. I, it, just the way it is. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Fu it's funny because I kept meeting people and they're like, you're here by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they were like so surprised. They're like, how aren't you scared? I'm like, I'm at a festival. Like, yeah. And you're responsible with what you do for yeah. yourself. So therefore you, you feel comfortable that it, it, it'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm somebody who believes that, like, 
if you have a negative outlook, like if you believe people are evil, if you believe something bad is going to happen, then you're probably going to find that. Okay. But if you trust that, like if I'm responsible, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not doing so many drugs that like I can't think straight or see straight or take care of myself. And if I'm, if I just believe in the good in people and I believe in myself and like I'm alert, I think I'll be fine. I'm a grown woman. I can handle myself. Like I need to be able to go do things by I myself. I feel like you're a grown woman and you also don't take shit from anybody. Yeah. So if someone fucking did something wrong, you'd smack the fuck out of them. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So there's this one guy. Yeah. And he kept talking to me, which is fine. But he kept like, he kept trying to hit on me. And I was like, dude, mm. like, let's, let's just be friends. I'm let's not into vibe. you like that. Like, yeah, yeah, we can chill here. We can talk. Let's just vibe. But like, he kept touching me and I was like, mm. listen. <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't like being touched. I'm going to need you to stop touching me. We can talk. We're mm. cool and all that. But like, do not touch me again. He's like, oh, okay, you're just going to have to keep telling me because I forget and but stuff like that. And I'm like, no, because you hear what I'm saying to you right now. Yeah, like, yeah. listen, retain it. Yeah. Do not touch me. I don't like it. Yeah. And his friends are all cool as hell. His friends are all couples. His friends are all like inviting me into their group. Like, hey, come to this stage with us. Come to that stage. And they're like all cool as fuck. But he's like the one guy who's like. Didn't get it. Yeah boundaries motherfucker exactly so yeah. he did it again and like in front of his friends i was like listen i have told you several times that i do not want you to touch me what is your deal why do you keep doing this and then he didn't do it again i'm just like i shouldn't have to embarrass it, you i shouldn't have to yeah. tell you five times like yeah. you should be embarrassed it's not even embarrassing him it's like you shouldn't have to get yourself aggressive enough to to ruin your vibe at such an amazing event for you because he just doesn't fucking get the plain english you're telling him yeah mm -hmm. So I want I want to backtrack a second here because you were saying like your outlook and how you look at it and if if you believe that you know you'll be fine and that you're gonna have a good time and like you know none of the negative will come at you, is that is that a mindset that you've always had in life? Absolutely not. <laughs> Complete opposite before. Yeah. Okay. What 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 was the if you can remember what was kind of like the moment or the uh, uh, event that like switched that for you? It's not like a moment or an event. It's basically just, you know, you learn things every day. And then sometimes there's lessons that you have to like keep learning. And there's patterns that will happen and that you recognize. And then you're like, oh, I've learned this before. Like, so I've gone through phases where I was that person who's like, oh, everybody's evil. The whole world's against me. Everybody hates me. Everybody's out to get me. When it's like, dude, everybody's living their own life. Nobody gives a shit. No one gives a flying <laughs> fuck about you. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, I get that. And it's so humbling. It's like, who, who the fuck do you think you yeah. are that everybody's against you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, um, sometimes when I get in my head, when I'm going through things, I become a little bit self-centered in that way. And I have to kind of ground myself and be like, wait a minute, you're just a person on this earth with everybody else. Like, just enjoy yourself. Like, your outlook will determine, like, how your life is, if you're going to enjoy it or if you're going to not. So just decide real quick. So it kind of goes in waves. Like, when I'm having okay. a good time. Um, or I'm in a good spot in life. I'm kind of more aware of that. And then when I'm going through some things, I have to remind myself of that, like that, Hey, people go through shit. Sometimes it's, mm -hmm. it's not always sunny. It's going to rain. Right. Oh, we talked, we talked about that the other day. Um, you know, sun's out for a while, you're loving it. And then remember like rain's going to show up eventually. And then conversely, when the rain's out, don't worry, like the sun's going to come out again. Yeah. Nothing lasts forever. And I love your point, like the real the realism of like nobody actually gives a fuck because they're worried about their own shit that's going on. And why would you think that like you're you're so important to everybody else when you should be more just important for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I like it. It's not a specific event. It's just the realization on on how you should live your life and holding on to like the good moments when the dark ones show up. Mm -hmm. I like that. So. You've changed your your careers, obviously. You've changed your mindset, you know, for various reasons. 
what was like one of like the highlights that you would say that happened for you once you started getting into the bodybuilding? Because I assume that before bodybuilding, was there any like self-consciousness? Yes and no. Okay. Like, okay. I had low self-esteem mostly due to the fact, and I kind of still struggle with this, but it's like, I never feel like I'm doing enough. Like I, okay. I always feel like, okay, but what did you do? Like I never had trophies. I never like did super well in school. I don't have like all these accomplishments and accolades that like make me feel like, yeah, I really did something. So bodybuilding gave me that. It's like, okay, if nothing else, look at this. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it just makes you feel good feel. for sure. Okay. Uh, touching on your side hustles. So you, uh, you're a gamer. Mm -hmm. Right, because I see a lot of that going on on your your socials on Instagram. How did you get into that, or is that something like since childhood? Oh, I've been playing games since I was a kid. Seriously? Yeah, with my family because I had a brother and a and a dad. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me and my dad, my brother, we always used to play games, and you know, it just feels good. Like that was how we connected. That's awesome. Like actual video games and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that's what my brothers do with their kids because both my brothers, they're not like gamers. They don't have like a full setup or anything, but they've always been into the different uh, consoles. Mm -hmm. Is that the right term? Yeah. I was not, obviously. I played my brother's Nintendo, the original Nintendo, a little bit, you know, like uh, Excitebike or something, but I never got into the Sega. I never got into all the other uh, Game Box. Is that one? Game Box. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Nintendo Game Box. <laughs> yeah. GameCube. No, there you don't go. Tell him. Thanks, Tice. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's here to help me out sometimes. Um, but yeah, I never got into that stuff. Pinball was kind of like my thing at the pool hall that I that I played. Um, but I, I can understand how it's kind of like a like a community building aspect as well. So you were super young, playing with your brother and your father, doing different uh, gaming consoles and whatnot, mm -hmm. and then that just kind of like progressed into where you are now because. Do you have like your own live stream? I do. Like, so it's like, is it similar to like what we do, like in a podcast where you have your own channel? Uh, it's similar. Like, I feel like that's the only way it's similar to be honest. Because okay. other than okay. that, it's just me playing games online with friends, just talking mad shit. But, but you film it as well, yeah? Yeah, and I record other, it. And other people can, can not play with you but can join in and like the conversation or something is that other people can play with me like if they add me on xbox or if they add me on activision we can all play like call of duty together or people can just watch and then be active in the chat while i play so they okay. can like say hey i want to see you play this or last night someone was like can we get an abject on stream and i was like sure that's hilarious so like you've got to really be fucking good at what you're doing because you're here playing a game which is concentration to, to kick ass in there but yeah. then you're also like at the same time you're like you're like you're reading like all these comments coming up and then you're interacting with those people while you're kicking ass on the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to be honest, it's not like there's not like so many people participating where it's like, oh, I got to keep up. There's only like six or seven people active in the chat, okay. maybe at a time. Right. Like it's not that big yet. And is this is this a platform that uh, is monetized? Like yeah. do you make money off this as well? Yes. That's awesome. By playing video anyway. games. I know, right? That's fucking crazy. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, let's say I only make like $5 a month right now. Yeah. Like I just started. Whatever. $5 more is fucking more than you had yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I'm getting paid any money to just like chill and play video games. Like, of course I want to do that. Hang so. out at your house, play some video games, talk some shit with some people and money's coming in. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, I wish like dad, I love you. I wish you were still here with us. But I do remember my dad yelling at my brothers or at least my middle brother, Steven. Shout out Steven. Um, about stop playing the fucking video games all the time. 
You're not going to make any money out of that. And here we are, 2023, living in the future, in my opinion, uh, making money off of a fucking video game. That's what I love about it. That's what, pff, all the things that my parents told me not to do. Don't smoke weed. Don't take nude pictures of yourself. Don't play video games. It's like, okay. Why money, are you at money, the gym money, all the money. Time? Yeah. Like, all you do is work out and play video games and smoke weed and take pictures. Like, yeah, and that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> I need a fucking moment. That's just too funny. You're literally killing it on every aspect that a parent says, don't fucking do it. <laughs> All right. Sorry at their parents, but you know, it works apparently. Uh, so what's, what's your favorite game right now? And it's, remember, I know nothing about these things. My favorite game is call of duty, like to a fault because it's, it's all I want to play. Do okay. You, are you familiar with call um, of duty? Uh, uh, war guns. Yes. I think, I think I recognize like the Halloween costume. What? No, isn't call of duty the one where like they're like fully army kind of, yeah. You can't see them, their face or anything? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes you can see their face. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Like, the way that, like, the animation when they die, like, they just die so... You know the family guy, how they die? Absolutely. And yeah, they're, yeah. like, all bent. Yeah, yeah. That's how you Same. die pretty much. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to dive into being a gamer because I don't think I have the skill to do it. That's right. But I'll, ch I'll check it out to see exactly what the game is about. Because I think that's like probably one of the most popular games. Yeah, it's basically just the first person shooter. But because of how fast it is, especially in the version that I play, which is um, I play shipment 24-7. So it's a super small stage and it's like 12 people. And it's just it's like a 12 minute game, but you're constantly moving. And sometimes when it's really good, you can't even speak because things happen so quickly and you need to react so quickly that it's like you can't even like you can't read the chat. You're like, I just okay. need to do this real quick. I'm busy killing motherfuckers. It's so fun. though. That's hilarious. And uh, Twitch. Are you on Twitch? Yeah, that's where you stream. That's where you stream. Okay. So everyone out there, all of uh, Morgan's uh, Instagrams, reels, all of that information will be down below uh, that you can uh, connect with her. Well, via Call of Duty or anything else. Yeah. All right. Uh, so how did you how did you come across uh, being that you were a gamer for a while? How did you come across finding out about like doing it like actually for income? Well, okay. So I've played video games pretty much my whole life. Like then I dated that guy, and he's played video games his whole life, and he said that he wanted to be a streamer, and I was like, okay. If he, but he has like a lot more technical. Like he's a techie. He's like really into all this stuff. But I was like, if he can do it, I could do it. <laughs> all right. All right. I love how you keep saying that guy. That guy ain't around no more. Tough shit for him, eh? Um, and clearly, you know, you are success at basically anything that you put your mind to. Is that what I'm gathering here? I think so. Right? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't really like prevent yourself from trying something new with too much worry that it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do how do you have that uh, ability? Because a lot of people have an issue uh, getting out of their comfort zone and trying something new. Well. I mean, I guess I'm used to sucking at things, so it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, all right, you suck, and then you get better. <laughs> right. That's the only way you can get better, by just doing it over and over and over again until, you know, the success shows up. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's one thing if I'm not interested in something and I think I'm going to be bad at it, then I just won't try it. But it's like, if it's something that I really want to do, then you just have to deal with, all right, like, there's going to be a period that I am not good at this, and mm -hmm. this is not going to be fun, but it's probably going to be worth it for the outcome of being good at it and enjoying it in the end. Okay. So, oh, my bad. I did not turn my phone off. Not that I can read this because my glasses aren't on. Um, so how many, if I may ask, how many side hustles do you have that, that income is happening? You have the, the bodybuilding, which I'm assuming if you win, you receive more than a trophy. As a pro. As a pro. As oh, a and is that, we're working towards that. Yeah? Yes. That's awesome. So that's, that's a, a long-term goal then for you is right now we're doing bodybuilding in the category of bikini 
fitness bikini but just bikini is the the category fitness is actually a pretty cool category but that's different that's different okay and and then the long-term goal would be then to go pro mm-hmm. okay we'll get into like that in a second to find out what that entails uh you have the gaming mm-hmm. that's there um you have the only fans is there more I mean, technically, I do get paid from making reels on Instagram. Bet. Okay. Good for you. Because that's not easy. That's the one thing that I'm just like, all right. That's the one thing that I'm a little bit apprehensive about because I don't want to put out trash. I want to put out bangers every single time. But it's just not going to happen. You're not going to have a banger every single time. But that's. I I can agree with you on that one. I've had very few bangers. (laughs) (laughs) I put out a lot of shit out there, and I don't know what amount you would consider to be a banger because I have a couple that are like a thousand or like might have gotten one for like two thousand but when i get those are like one point something k i'm like fucking yeah exactly baby. yeah it's all relative and then the next day 33 <laughs> it's just like heartbreaking it's like oh, what? <laughs> but that's how tiktok is too it's like you know two thousand views two thousand views two thousand eighty thousand views like what and where'd that go from? and then yeah and then just like two more months of just two thousand views two thousand views i mean don't be upset with the two thousand views every time I'm waiting to get get my stuff up to that level. That's crazy. Exactly, it's all relative. Yeah. And then there's people who have a million views every time. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a comic that I've talked about before, Matt Rife, uh, is fucking killing it on TikTok. Yeah. Like people go to his shows, and they even ask him, "Is this going to be on TikTok?" And then he's like, "So it all depends on how much I fuck with you." And and the whole crowd loses it. Like I, I've mentioned him a couple times because. I fucking adore this guy's uh, abilities as a comic. Like he just kills it at every show. It looks like. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna go see him. Like he's supposed to be in Miami. I think sometime within this year before December. If I'm in town, I don't care how much the cost of the ticket is. I'm going because this guy will fucking make you just die in your chair. He's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so you make money from reels on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any monetization from uh, I- Instagram? Is that is that even? So reels is Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you meant your TikTok reels. No, TikTok. You put TikToks on TikToks. You put reels right. on Instagram. Right. See, I'm still learning all this fucking definition stuff. There's a lot. It's yeah, hard. it's hard. It's, it's it consumes uh, the very first hour of my morning every day. I spend just posting on I think five platforms. That's, yeah. Yeah. Every morning at like five a.m., I'm just sitting on my patio in the dark with my dog sushi beside me, who's who's not actually right here beside me, uh, and I'm just doing this the whole time when I'm supposed to be like really enjoying the fact that I'm watching the sun come up, but. It happens. So and so that's like four or five different things that you're doing more or less from home, mm. right? That you just get to enjoy your life. So how does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. Plus, like, so I'm in the process of starting to, like, coach online. I've always okay. been, like, kind of nervous to do it. But I used to be a trainer. And, um, you know, I want to go back to training just because it makes me happy. I don't want to take on a ton of clients. But mm. I figure, like, why don't I have, like, two to five clients and just, you know, if I could actually help those people and give them like all my time and attention, mm. even if it's like two or three clients, then I feel like that would give me like more purpose in life. And it's another stream of income, but it's like that. I feel like I've been lacking a little purpose if I'm being honest, because like okay. I've it's, I don't want this to sound braggadocious as they say, but it's like braggadocious. <laughs> all right. I think we're gonna have to coin that phrase right there. I like that. I heard Trump say it, and I like the oh, word. Oh, motherfucker. Hey, <laughs> damn. Sorry. I thought this was I a new one. Honest. Damn. All right. So, what's it called? I feel like I've made money to the point where I just kind of got lazy. Okay. And I kind of started, you know, you know when you get into loops of doing the same thing over and over again, that's, like, not good for you? It's mundane. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to start training again because I feel like that'll put some purpose back into my life, and that'll actually, like, 
you know, helping people actually makes me feel good versus like just making money and being like, oh, great, I made this money. That's why I'm sitting here right now. I'm sitting here right now in hopes that I'm helping people by having these conversations. And if that if that is what I'm able to do, then I feel like I've lived a purposeful life. Yeah, because I'm uh, not saying that like cooking for a living isn't like a good career because it, it is. It's a passion of mine. I love cooking for people. The atmosphere I'm doing it in from time to time kind of gets me a bit down. Um, but helping other people, I think, is is a major reason why we're on this rock. To it's, it's like the one way I think that you can leave a mark when you're gone, you know, by changing people's lives because you'll 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 be forever remembered from that aspect. You'll be immortalized because of good deeds that you've done for other people. Mm. So. What was a difficult time in your life that you were able to lean on yourself to get out of? Um, I guess the breakup, just because it's like, you know, I didn't live with my parents until I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I was just sad. I was alone a lot of the time, but I was like, yo, I have to get through this. Like, I have to do this because if I don't do this, then I'm just, I'm living his dream for him and I'm not doing, I'm not being true to myself. And it was kind of like, like my life was crumbling. Like I had acne for the first time in my life. It was crazy. Like my whole face broke out. Like I was only eating protein bars and drinking banks because I didn't care. I wasn't making money. I was tired. I wasn't happy. I was like, I hate this. Going um, down the rabbit hole of not happiness. Yeah. Okay. But then I was like, okay, I can just like watch myself die and watch myself like get less and less healthy and like destroy my own face and just, you know, I could just watch myself be sad and do nothing about it or I can, you know, stop relying on things that I'm comfortable with even though they're making me miserable and I can change my life. Wow. <laughs> okay. So you really dove deep inside yourself then to get yourself out of that hole. It wasn't even a choice. I was like, I don't want to be alive anymore. Like this sucks. I hate this. Okay. So it like wasn't even a choice. It just, it had to happen or I would have just died, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Or just been a drone. It just would Right. Yeah. Would not have been in a happy place whatsoever, which is the complete opposite of where you're at now. Yeah. Like what kind of way is that to live? Uh, you know, it, not great. And unfortunately, uh, there are people out there that um, allow themselves to stay in that dark hole, which, you know, my heart kind of like hurts for them. Uh, that's why I try to like have people like yourself on the show that can express uh, to anyone listening out there or watching that, you know, even if you're in that state of mind, you can, if you choose to get yourself out of it, you know, and, and I think by us sitting here and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable for the masses, you know, we're going to be able to help somebody out there who is diving deep into that rabbit hole of depression uh, to possibly get out of it by just saying, okay, this girl's life is, uh, is awesome. She's loving it. She's super happy. And, you know, she does so many things to keep herself on that level, knowing that we all get down. It happens. Even when you're up here, you're going to come down here from time to time. But I, th I think by sharing these stories with people on, on how we've individually went down and got back up is super important. How would you deal with, uh, even if you're already set up, you, 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 your, your house is looking good, uh, you're regimented on doing your daily food prep or your weekly, I should say probably weekly food prep or it's monthly like food weekly prep. weekly to twice a week. Okay. Um, all these things are, are, are good and happening. Uh, you know, all the, all the, everything's been swept away, you know, clear mind, clean house, all that sort of stuff. There has to still be life, life comes at you. We all know that, especially when you're doing good, mm -hmm. you know. So how do you as an individual uh, deal with distractions if they do show up? So it depends on what the distraction is, but 
I try to look at things like I only care about like three things, right? And that's bodybuilding, my money, my loved ones, or my health. But it's basically you only really care about three or four things that really deeply matter to you. And other than that, I kind of just try to accept the things that I can't control. Like, yeah, bad things are going to happen. I just have to deal with it and I have to prepare to deal with it. I can't like put myself in a situation where, oh, if something happens, I'm fucked, you know? Right. So I just try to like know that bad things are going to happen, but know that I'm going to get through it. Great segue. We'll get into this topic right now. Because you need to be so focused on the bodybuilding leading up to a competition and it does take, you know, it sounds like a few months to get ready for something that's very, very serious, fun, but, but serious for you. How do you manage your work life balance when I, I can see after our conversation, how much joy you get from the gaming, from doing your only fans. Like you have a lot on your plate and when something is as important to you, mm. they, they are as well as important to you, but I can see that, because you want to go pro, it's very important to to prep, like you say, and, and win the competition. How do you then balance the, the rest of it so you don't kind of like forget who you are and forget to have fun and, and, and that sort of stuff in life? Um, time management. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like now that I'm prepping, now I need six extra hours to go to the gym, right? Like right. I'm already doing, I'm already going to the gym, working out, I'm already doing cardio. So what I do is I wake up in the morning, I send out all my mass messages for the day, and then i what do i do i basically get ready for the day i walk my dog go on an hour walk but that's separate from my cardio because that's for her Mm -hmm. so basically i manage my time in a way where i can get everything done that i want to do like i love video games Mm -hmm. but i have a two-hour limit i'm gonna stream for two hours and i'm gonna move on because i can't sit on my ass for like more than two hours playing video games as much as i love it okay um i have a bedtime Like, okay, well, here, I love talking about this because uh, everyone has different schedules and everyone has different ideas as to what they need to do for themselves in order to be successful. We're not here to say, uh, basically, I think I've said this the past few uh, new episodes we've been recording. We're not here to tell people, do this, this, and this, and you'll become successful. We're just sharing what we do for ourselves to become successful. So my routine is, on average, I get into bed between 9 and 10 o'clock. You know, that's just that's me because I get up, at 4 30 5 a.m not something most people want to do but i enjoy having that early morning to myself Uh, like i said before i spend an hour getting like my social media stuff done in the morning Uh, i then meditate i spend time with my dog um, and shortly after the sun rises i get my ass to the gym so by the time i get back here it's eight in the morning and i've already gotten all that stuff done so what what would you say when in prep mode, let's say, because it's I'm sure it's different throughout the year. When in prep mode for bodybuilding, what would be kind of your your schedule? Like, what time would you have to get into bed? What time do you wake up? How much time during the day do you allow yourself to just relax? Okay, so when I'm in prep mode, I want to go and do my cardio first thing in the morning to get it done. So my goal, and I got to start this this week, is four weeks left. Not this week, next week. But my goal is to wake up at 5 a.m. and just immediately go to my neighborhood gym and do as much cardio as I need to do. But I want to leave space. Like, I want to leave an hour because I think eventually it's going to get to an hour of cardio. Oh, wow. You'll have to do an hour of cardio. I'm anticipating that. I don't know because last time leading up to it, I had to do two hours of cardio. Mm -mm. Yeah, two hours on the Stairmaster. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. Not in a row. No, he broke it up. Oh, yeah, you break it up. Uh Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
but there's some kind of pride that goes with it you're like yeah i'm sick i like doing the stairmaster for two hours but then it's like you think about people with real jobs who are like nurses and stuff and have to be on their feet for like eight hours and you're like yeah it's not so bad yeah but they're not climbing stairs the whole freaking eight hours jesus christ they're not but i figure one hour of stairs is probably equivalent to like eight hours on your feet okay it's a good way to look at it yeah i try not to complain because otherwise you know it just makes it less fun like Mm -hmm. anyway so there's that shower walk my dog and then i like to send all my mass messages out for only fans i like to make tiktoks and make sure that i have enough to send out throughout the day basically get all that done um i like to go to the pool take a bunch of selfies to put on instagram make something inspirational to post it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um usually i train with my coach at one so i try to keep my training on by myself consistent with that so I'll actually train, go lift weights from like one to two. And um, after that, I eat, I come home, uh, play video games for two hours. I don't know. I, I've never actually thought about my whole schedule. I clean, um, I meal prep. And then like lately I've had, I've, I've been doing gym demos. So I work with this company, Pure Wellness kind of. And um, it's like a med spa, but they also have meal plans that they sell so i'm kind of working with them so i've done like a gym demo so i go to the gym and i like hand out flyers to people and tell them to check out pure wellness so i'm gonna be doing more of that so i have to leave kind of some empty space for that and um i take baths (laughs) (laughs) i love baths especially because you know my body is sore no doubt yeah and then also so redcon i'm gonna upgrade my membership to the vip membership because they actually have cryotherapy and an infrared sauna and i want to incorporate a lot more recovery into um no what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce you to my buddy brian oh yeah you're telling me in the house behind us yeah brian hernandez who owns frio cryotherapy we're doing a lot of shout outs on the past couple episodes uh we're gonna introduce you to him we're gonna get you up to his spot you're gonna try that out he's got the infrared sauna he's got he's got um people that do the stretching you know the stretch you kind of deal Mm -hmm. he's got he's got I think two or three saunas he recently put up a, a reel where he like literally built the sauna like obviously in fast speed uh you know his facade facility is amazing we'll, okay. we'll, we'll get you up there and and maybe you'll join his his, his club um yeah he's amazing and his, his his facility is massive they have a whole bunch of different stuff and they even have like iv stuff okay um recovery iv and whatever so we're gonna get we're gonna dive into the bath in a second and you'll figure out why i said that in a second but what time do you go to bed Usually, like last night, 10.30, but usually like 10 okay. to 11. Between 10 and 11, you're in bed, lights out. Is there any like uh, fucking around on the phone or is it like no. strict, like I'm in bed now, that's I set it. an alarm and I put my phone in a place where I can't reach it because otherwise I will not stop touching it. Okay, So fair I have enough. to like put it away from me. Yeah. And I have to fall asleep with the TV on and with the AC at like 68. <laughs> Interesting. We're going to touch base on all of these little tidbits in a second. The reason why I said bath, you have to remind me about the phone away from you ac and the television um the bath thing is um i was fortunate enough when i was in university i lived in a frat house and there's nine of us guys and um no not all nine of us got in the bathtub you know anyhow uh but we had an old victorian bathtub so the ones that have those like little like um like lion feet i guess you'd say like on like like that stood mm-hmm. on that and there's a big proper bath and the faucet came out like the center so like you could like didn't matter which end you're at you could like relax and just chill mm-hmm. getting away from my mic um <laughs> and my favorite thing back in the day i have not had a bath in fuck i don't even remember the last time 
But back then, I used to love bringing, I had a mini ghetto blaster, okay? Didn't have these Bluetooth speakers back then. Um, and I would just take a joint, take my music, and sit the fuck in the tub and just forget about everything for probably about 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's kind of what I do. So yeah. I was going to say, I was, that's leading up to that question. I'm like, so what, what's going on in there? Like, do you have like, uh, what's that company that has like those, um, those balls you throw in the water and it like dissolves into stuff? You know what? I don't use those because sometimes I'll, I'll make content when I'm in a bath. Oh, and I like the water right. to be clear. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I like those just, you know, for when I'm chilling, but I just don't like how murky it makes the water look, but I love bubbles. I use yeah. a lot of bubble baths. Oh, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> growing up that was like the coolest thing having a bubble bath i don't know why but it was like awesome and yeah now that i'm um i don't want to say older but now that i'm the age i am i just i don't remember the last time like i also don't have the facility the the bathtub here i, I it's just not big enough for for tall people to yeah. submerge yourself in in the bathtub because i hate when you're in the bathtub <laughs> and like your knees are out of the water and then like you know from like here up is out of the water and you're like you're freezing while you're trying to have a bath like yeah a hot tub obviously much bigger you can like you can get that going but all right, so you like bubbles. You you don't really use the, the I don't even know what they're called. Bath bombs. Bath bombs? Uh-huh. Okay, there you go, bath bombs. But when you're in the bath, uh, sometimes it's work. It's, it's yeah. not relaxing for oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you later. I actually okay. have, like, this tip menu, and it's, like, just my bath pictures. Like, just photos that I took for free, like, by myself in a yeah. bath. Okay. And I've made, like, a good amount, like, just from those. I want to get onto the other three topics I want to talk about, but I'm, I'm going to dive into this actually right now because you brought it up. You you must have to get very creative at times for your content for OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys have, is there like a community chat amongst those who are running OnlyFans pages to kind of like, because it would be costly if you started like joining other girls or guys pages to see what they're doing to see what you might be able to do. Yeah. Is there a chat group on there anywhere that you can like kind of like share ideas or is it kind of like every man and woman for themselves because like, I don't want to lose the people spending money on me. I feel like it's kind of both. I get both okay. vibes. But yeah. my thing is like, so I'm in a couple of chat groups of girls who are just like, hey, do you want to shout each other out? And we'll do that. Mm. But I think that, like I follow a couple of free pages because of course yeah. I want like ideas, inspiration. Like, oh, I didn't think of posing like this or whatever. But like, I don't really chat with other girls about what they do. And I think it's because whenever we do, it kind of comes out that like, they'll do things that I don't do or I do things that they won't do. And people kind of feel a certain way about that. They're like, oh, you only do this. Like, oh, you must be a prude or whatever, the opposite. Like, oh, you do all that? That's wild. So I think a lot of people just like to keep it to themselves and don't necessarily like to tell everybody what they do. They don't want to, like, give their secrets out. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Like, for me, for a while, I didn't want to tell anybody what was even on it because I thought that that would help it grow. Because it's like, if I don't say anything about it, mm. then people just assume what they want. And the mysteriousness then, of it. Yeah. I gotcha. Like, so one time on Instagram, I took, a, I took a video and I was like, I got these bananas. I got a crazy request today. If you want to see what happens, check this out. <laughs> like, Did you get a lot of new, new joiners? Uh-huh. Fuck yeah, eh? Jesus. But it was literally just some guy asked me to step on bananas for like 300 Snap. bucks. How many people were disappointed? What, what were the comments on that one? That's not what I expected. That's not fair. I spent $15. Like, bitch, yeah. you spent $15 because you thought something was going to happen. Exactly. Like, it's not my fault what you made up in your head. I didn't yeah. say, like, this is where I'm going to put these. Yeah. But, and if you think that. That's on you. That's on you. 100%. I said, guess what I'm doing. I didn't say what I was fucking doing. Exactly. Yeah. So now we get back uh, to the other three things that you had mentioned. And of course, I've just heard sushi in the background starting to cry. She she uh, 
Yeah, that's her right there whining. Yeah, she gets a little, uh, I don't know if it's like separation anxiety, even though I'm in the same fucking house, but this will happen for a few minutes. It may, may, may not be able to get into the show. Um, so the three things you had, you had mentioned just uh, recently was um, falling asleep with the TV on, phone away from you. Blah, blah, blah. No, we went back to that. So, 68 okay. degrees? Oh, yeah, 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 the temperature. Okay, so uh, temperature-wise, I used to always have my house... Uh, I like 72, 74, like all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I like to, so I, I wear a sarong around the house. It's like a wrap. Okay. Yeah, I got like a whole bunch of them in Thailand and like I just, that's just me. I'm so super comfortable and I couldn't care less and like my friends outside see me in my sarong on the patio. Like it's, it's no big deal. I'm not. How do you spell that? Will you text me that word later? Absolutely. I think it's S-A-R-O-N-G, I think, but don't quote me. Okay. You can get them on Amazon, but like trust me, like uh, when you get over to Asia, you'll just buy a shit ton of them for next to nothing. Is and it boys and girls or just boys? Uh, well, over there, it's totally fine on either side, right? It, it's accepted. It's not a, It's not weird, you know, where if you were over here, most people would possibly, because they have issues with themselves, find it weird. Mm. I don't find it fucking weird. My dad actually, my entire life, had like a, like a, think of like a towel, but it was like a, a bath terry cloth wrap that was basically, it just had a couple of buttons on it and it, and it came down and they just, you know, below his knees and he'd hang out in that thing. So it's not weird that like I hang out in a sarong all the time. Like it is quite, quite nice. But I used to wear the sarong at the house I had before this, um, because the temperature of the house I had, and I like being without a lot of clothes on when I'm at home because it's my fucking house. You know, no shirt, sarong. I'd even sit on my patio that I had there. Lake view was nice. And my neighbors, you know, would come out and whatever. And it was just normal to see the tattooed guy with a sarong. But now now that I, uh, I downsized everything in order for the outgoing incoming money situation when you start building businesses. Um, and so I had to get used to a colder temperature to live in because my roommate is... is much more warm-blooded than I am. Mm -hmm. But it's gotten to the point now where I can't sleep unless this house is at 69. I just can't. Like, I literally, like, if we forget, because during the day we put it up to, like, 72, because obviously, like, you know, save money on the, on the AC. As soon as it's bedtime, it's, like, down to 69. Why does it feel so much better? It's just way easier to sleep. You feel all cozy and comfortable, and I got I got sushi, like, right next to me, and I got a weighted blanket. Have you ever gotten one of those? Mm -hmm. I'll send you a link from, okay. from a weighted blanket and they have different sizes and weights. It gives you this sense of, of security and comfort. Like I can't explain it, but anyone that's had one will admit the same thing. A weighted blanket changes the way you sleep. It's okay. just amazing. Um, the television on, I'm going on a bit of a rant right now, but uh, the television on, I used to have to sleep in complete darkness. Like I would put blue tape on like any light at all that was around. And then I, uh, the, girl I dated that I said that was unhealthy. All my relations have been unhealthy. And I've not had a successful one because if I did, I'd be in one, mm -hmm. you know. But anyhow, uh, she would always sleep with the, the TV on and um, when she'd fall asleep, I would turn it off because I couldn't fall asleep. And because I was in that relationship for the better part of three years on and off, I ended up for the longest time have to have the TV on. I'm indifferent now mm -hmm. because... I don't watch TV that much anymore. And by the time my day ends, I'm so exhausted from waking up at like 4.30 in the morning mm -hmm. that um, I pretty much just pass out when I get into bed most nights. But if I put the TV on, I'll put the timer on so that I'll pass out while the TV's on so that when I wake up during the night, it's off. I should do that. Yeah. Sleep timer. It took me a while to figure out where that was <laughs> on my TV or on my remote. I'm not 
the most tech savvy person doing this for a living. I've had to learn how to, but uh, sleep timer was genius. Whoever invented that, that was awesome. So we did, Oh, the phone away from you. Yeah. I had to uh, implement a new practice that I leave my phone in my room. Sometimes like if me and the guys are going out for dinner and I know we're just going out and coming back, uh, I'll leave my phone in my room. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Weird, right? Not weird. Just like, you know, um, what's the word? I don't want to say it's scary to leave your phone because like, what if something happens to you? But that's what I think. Like sometimes I go to walk my dog and I'm like, maybe I should leave my phone. I should be able to leave without my phone. But for whatever reason, it like makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, what if, I don't know, fucking asteroids fall from the sky and I need my phone. I don't know. Hey, listen, it'll happen eventually. It's like so ass backwards because Mm -hmm. it's like we shouldn't need to leave our place with our phone. So like what you're doing is actually fucking normal, in my opinion. It's how I grew up. (laughs) It's literally how I grew up. We didn't have phones with us when we walked out the house and went and played and rode a bike or went to the store or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And plus when I go out, I'm usually with other people who clearly have their phones. So I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. it. It's a weird feeling at first because like you're not doing something that you do every single day mm-hmm. and uh, they, they, all they out there have, have done such an interesting thing by making us so addicted to our phones. Do you know that your phone now um, will vibrate or beep depending on what mode you have it set on uh, purposely without it actually being a notification? Okay. I feel like I feel it sometimes and I'm just like, why mm-hmm. why why does it do that well so they have figured out <clears throat> excuse me and don't quote me on this because i don't know it's, it's not factual it's me assuming mm-hmm. but because it happens to me all the time my phone will beep if it's on if you that button is up for for getting notifications or mm-hmm. it'll vibrate if it's if it's down um if you leave your phone if you don't touch your phone for certain periods of time it'll do that and what's your automatic reaction you pick it up and look at what it was and you notice, okay, what I have no new, no, no, okay. Oh, maybe it was this, and you open it, and now you're back on your phone, whether it's looking at something that's going to have an advertisement or something like that. They're doing it purposely so that you you don't you don't lose that addiction. That's so messed up. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone, I think a lot of people can admit it's happened to them. They felt they, oh, did, but, oh, no, nothing. Or they hear it, and it's like, oh, but I don't have a notification. So that's why like, I'm purposely trying to step away from it because what I do for a living now you know, is clearly social media and you need to have all your, your devices and computers and stuff like that constantly. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to separate myself and um, at times I try to leave my phone alone when I go to bed. Uh, my phone is my alarm and it's on vibrate because I don't like noise waking me up. So it's under my pillow. Plus, you know, my mom lives alone and even though she has my brothers near her, like, if something were to happen, I I want to I don't want to miss that phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but separating yourself from your phone, I think, is very important nowadays because we're we're too addicted to it. You know, for sure. Yeah, that's so sick. I didn't realize that. Like, th- I mean, I know, like, you know, they are yeah. trying to keep us like <laughs> as addicted drones to like everything, so we just like consume and spend money and like don't have our own thoughts. But it's like the levels that they go to that you don't even think about. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, that's again, that's another reason why I'm trying out this platform here is is to is to try to help people to start realizing like obviously i'm saying think for yourself but i'm saying hey listen to what we're doing and try to implement that in your life but i'm trying to do it in a positive way i'm not trying to like get you addicted to a situation that like you just can't live without yeah it's kind of like the opposite of trash tv Mm-hmm. yeah trash tv not something i ever got into i just watched like flavor of love <laughs> what, what is flavor of love you've never heard of flavor of love for real i'm do you know, get called out here again for the second time today. Do you know Flavor Flav? I think. 
Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Where, where he has a bunch of people uh, competing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whew, thank God, save that one. <laughs> gotcha. I just, because, like, I used, that was something that everybody I thought you watched. I something, like, new. No. Okay. That was something that, like, I watched when I was a kid, when I had, like, friends in middle school, and we'd all talk about it. Like, oh, did you see Delicious on Flavor of Love? So I just went back, because sometimes I like watching old things to see, like, if I see them the same way. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, and I was like, this show is absolutely trash. That's nice. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, like, when you're watching, like, um, like what you thought as a child was like awesome TV, like a cartoon or something like that. And you watch it now and you're just like, even Hey Arnold, like I went back and watched Hey Arnold because that's actually a good show. I like it. Like I, I, I strive to be Arnold in my life. Like, yeah. that's, but you go back and watch that and you're like, this is pretty wonky. Like I didn't realize yeah. the drawing was like this, but it's the nineties. So of course right. it's wonky. The nineties. She says it like, it's so far away. The nineties. Um, wait, the nineties are actually probably coming up on classic years now right 20 yeah that's 32 years ago well if you're like 1990 yeah right so anything 30 or 35 years old i think is what they can they deem as classic yeah which is basically my high school years the 90s were your high school years? yeah huh. pretty confident on that one i think i'll double check but i think it was 91 ish when i started high school so you're like daria i'm like what you're like daria again i'm getting called out there's more shows that's fine Tice just said, how about you not know Daria? Who's Daria? Daria is like a high schooler from the 90s. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Can't say that I know that one. <laughs> it's from Sorry. the 90s, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, we had Saved by the Bell, and we had uh, another one I can't think of right now, which was a Canadian one, which was like our claim to fame back then. Degrassi? No. Yeah, that's it. Really? Yeah, 100%. There that was go. the 90s? Pulls it out. Uh, it was definitely, it might even be older than that. I used to love Degrassi. Really? Yeah. Okay. Bet. I like that. I can't remember any of the characters' name on that, but that was like that was definitely big in my youth. You don't remember Paige Michael Chuck? No. Nah. No. She was my favorite. Okay. New Year, new look, new page. Yep, yep. Lost mm -hmm. me on that one. Okay. Um, I want to thank you a billion times. I know we tried to do this back in February and it didn't work out. Um, I'm so happy that you came today and shared with us uh, all aspects of your life and, and you weren't uh, shy about uh, opening up about anything, which is what I love um, about you today. I appreciate it. I'm sure the viewers out there love the fact that you were very open about all the things that you do in your life. Um, I will grab all of your socials uh, soon and everyone, all of Morgan's socials uh, to con contact or connect, I should say, uh, will be down below in the description for you. Um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, OnlyFans, Twitter, Twitch, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. YouTube. Damn, you got <laughs> everything. I'm mm -hmm. I'm slowly building all of those platforms. Uh, so once again, everything will be down below for you to uh, connect with Morgan on all of her socials. Once again, thank you so very much for showing up today. I appreciate it. The conversation was wonderful. Um, I want to thank all of you out there uh, for coming back once again. Uh, we enjoy seeing you here, or not seeing you, but knowing that you're here every week on the Life Choices podcast. Don't forget to scroll down if you're new and hit subscribe. Hit the bell to be notified about what's coming up next. Uh, you can follow us on any of our uh, social platforms, which are just down below as well. And we'll see you next time here on the Life Choices podcast. Uh, thank you once again for coming. Much love. Journey Life, 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 life Choices Podcast.